Author's Note My life has always been one of extremes. Brave, the book, has proven to be no different. While writing this book, I endured being hacked, stalked, spied on, had parts of this manuscript stolen. My life was infiltrated by Israeli spies and harassing lawyers, some of the most formidable on earth. These evil people hounded me at every turn while I went about resurrecting the ghosts that have made up my time on Earth. I can only say it was extraordinarily stressful, an incredible high-wire act that required great strategy. There was never any other choice. Justice would be served. And it was. I am immeasurably proud of having a hand in this cataclysmic global reckoning and the felling of monsters. I truly believe that a win for one of us is a win for all of us. A few years ago, I realized society needed to be primed to hear the story. So I set about taking my voice of dissent public. I decided to openly fight the machine, the manufacturers of myth, the gaslighters themselves, the sacred men of Hollywood. For far too long, they'd been on top and able to get away with criminal behavior. I wanted to make it impossible to look away. And then the U.S. election happened, making sexism far harder to deny. It paved the way for obvious truth to be revealed to those who'd for so long turned a blind eye. In early 2017, I'd been working on Brave for a few months when I made contact with two investigative reporters. It was time. The story took many twists and turns as it all unfolded, and I'm proud to have had a hand in starting the worldwide conversation. Since I and so many brave survivors have come forward, titans of every industry have toppled. We survivors have gained our power. We survivors are using our voices in record numbers. We cannot let up. And as hard as it is, we must continue to get even louder, to push even harder. We all count. We all matter. Here's to freedom. Yours and mine. Now go breathe fire. Preface did you break up with someone? At first, the question made me angry. I thought it sexist, stereotypical, disheartening. There was no death of a relationship that made me so in need of freedom that I'd alter myself. The more the breakup question was asked, the more it made me think about my motives. I realized I had broken up with someone. I broke up with you, the collective you, the societal you. I broke up with the Hollywood ideal, the one that I had a part in playing. The ideal version of woman that is sold to you by every actress in every hair commercial telling you, this is the secret to being beguiling, the secret to getting a man to want you. Long, glossy, Kardashian-esque hair that says, fuck me, big boy. As if that's all we are and all we can be. Hair. Hair is what I broke up with. And it was a breakup that was years in the making. It took a lot to wake me from my brainwashed slumber. My long hair had always made me uncomfortable. It made men look at me while the real me disappeared. I would use it to cover my face, to check out, 
to sleep. And sleep I did. The real Rose slept while the fake Rose lived a bizarre alternate life, playing the part of someone who played parts. Most of my life, I had short hair. I preferred it that way. The classic film stars and punk women I most admired had short hair. I liked very much being an individual. I liked looking neither female nor male, but hovering somewhere in between. The two periods of time when I had long hair were the hardest in my life the times I was most lost from myself. My teen years when I suffered from a raging eating disorder and later when I suffered from a mental disorder called Hollywood. The Hollywood disorder lasted...